I mean, uh, I have definitely been victim to such things in the past, so I, I'm not picky. You are never a victim. I'm never a victim. And also, there's totally a baby next to me right now because someone decided to wake up as I was setting up my microphone. <laughs> um, but she's chill. Aww. Chill, baby. Oh, she's like, why did you clap? It's like, yay, clapping. That's basically how babies feel all the time. You're so tan. Okay, good to know. No, you look terrific. Oh, thanks. Um, it's this whole uh, anxiety forced diet, which means I'm out and about, like, pushing my wares. So I'm getting the, the, the sun on my skin because I'm a hardworking lady. And then I'm so That's what anxious. you do with, with anxiety is you're like, fuck it, I got to go push a stroller. Well, uh, well, or like selling things, like getting rid of the extraneous furniture. I could see you selling flowers in Covent Garden. Flowers, flowers for sale. Um, Get out of here! <laughs> yeah, so I've been doing that. And then I get so anxious that I forget to eat sometimes. As happens, so... You and I have the exact opposite effect. When I'm anxious, I just want to drink and smoke and eat as much as possible. Like, I become an unstoppable eating machine. Mm. If you told uh, our audience that was a pug, they would maybe believe you. Yeah. <laughs> eat. No, no one would believe that a pug would need to be told to eat something. Oh, we each have our own babies. <laughs> if anyone ever thought I'd be a good mother, the answer is No. <laughs> The answer is maybe. <laughs> My boss thinks I'd be like the best mom because she's like, you're really good at raising kids, but also at raising parents. I think you would be a good mom. We've talked about this before, but I think you'd be a really good mom. Mm, I'll believe it when I see it. Oh, no. It's like, oh, yeah. Hi. She just likes to see her own reflection. Did you Our enjoy the phone? can't see how cute this baby is but this baby is cute <laughs> maybe i'll just edit all this out so then the noises will be unexplained why there's like baby noises um so obviously from the uh, clinking glasses of drinks and from the changes in audio and from that noise we are going through some transitions today and this month and this lifetime yeah, and so uh, it's been a wild and crazy ride, and luckily we have our our faithful friends, listeners, and, and writing to keep us company. And you know what, Dan? Uh, writing's a lot like cooking. Sometimes the cake won't rise no matter what you do, and every now and again the cake tastes better than you ever thought you, you ever could have dreamed it would. And Neil Gaiman said that, and I just, I really, I... I feel like there's there's a good point to that. Also, Ayn Rand once said, I love... No, never mind. <laughs> Not going to do that one. <laughs> um, one of these days. One of these, one of these days. days. I'm going to give you an Ayn Rand quote, but I'm going to say it's by somebody else. <laughs> and then you're going to be like, ha, you know what? I have to say, I was almost tempted to do that Ayn Rand quote. The, the, the love was palpable. <laughs> Oh, the games we play. I know. The games we play. It's it's pretty great. You know, I I so we're both 
we're both getting ready to move, right? Yeah, that's that's a that's a thing that is happening to us at this time. And if I'm going to look at it in writer's terms, are, we're both pulling a Hemingway, but are we moving to Cuba or are we moving to Idaho? Which mm. of the big Hemingway moves are we doing? I mean, I, I think we could always hope that we're moving to Cuba, but I think either way, if we're comparing ourselves to Hemingway, it doesn't work out great. Mm-mm. But Idaho is the really bad one. <laughs> it is the really bad one. Do you mind not burping on my podcast? You have never complained about that before. I'm drinking rum. I, yeah, that's, you are definitely who that statement was, was focused on. Yep. I think I understand though, like babies are so cute so that we do not like eat them or leave them in a grocery cart somewhere. Or a hot car. Mm, yeah, that's that's a bad one. That's a real bad one. The Onion affiliate Clickhole put mm. out a video. It said, uh, man stays in hot car for four hours to prove that babies and dogs are cowards. <coughs> exactly. You. <sighs> You're an adorable little collaborator. Do you have any great story ideas? I'm a producer. Is there a story you want to tell? You let Austin have his cat talk on your other podcast so i feel like you think i signed off on that <laughs> i don't know you I, think w- I was re- like austin do more charlie <laughs> you you waited very patiently while he grabbed his cat the other day no it was just edited that way he drew out the silence <laughs> oh god okay i was listening to that as i walked this one around the lake you don't remember Cute. you were asleep do you get I mean, my, my, I, sometimes I think she does this for like dramatic effect and then she's just going to puke all over me. That would be gross. That's Chinatown, Dan. (laughs) I mean, that's only happened once when we walked through Chinatown. Sorry. I should have, should have specified. I mean, I knew what you were talking about. I mean, like, yeah, you've heard the story. So yeah, I, I'm wondering about, I mean, like, one can always hope that their their choices of adventures and uh, transitions are going to be positive. Sometimes that works out, and sometimes it doesn't. I think you and I are both, I think we can both agree, like, we needed a change. And it seems like this happens to us. Like, we do these big transitions around the same time. We did this five years ago, and mm-hmm. we're doing it again. And it's kind of it's kind of cool. So I think we should write our screenplay over the next 10 years because my assumption is we're going to have two more transitions. Or like, it, no, sorry. Yeah, two more transitions. One more. One yeah, more. Two, so, yeah. I know, we'd yeah. end on the fourth. <laughs> or end on the third. Something. Well, yeah, we'd end on I, something. God, God knows what. Well, I'm, I'm thinking if we go, if we make it 10 years, it's going to have to be like a Netflix series or something. It's going to have to be mm. like a, an eight-episode Master of None style kind of is it really funny? Is it really dramatic? Or is it just kind of comforting and nice? Is it a poignant story that needs to be told about our generation? Are one or two episodes really great and the rest are kind of whatever? Although I would definitely cast your mom to play your mom. Oh, yeah. 
No one could play my mom better. Recently, people have been telling me that my mom reminds them of Judy Dench in Best Exotic Mary Goes Hotel, and I totally mm. agree. That's fair. Very similar, like, sentimentality, optimism, and kindness, as can be found in my mother, as I have seen numerous times, particularly as I venture out on another expedition of insanity. So tell our tell our dear listeners where you are off to. Um, I well, who knows when? But uh, assuming my life goes somewhat to plan over the next month, I will be packing up a U-Haul and moving down to Dallas, Texas. What's your date? Uh, well, for obvious reasons, there that might change. Mm-hmm. Um, but. For obvious reasons, for you, not for right. anyone else. Sorry, um, I will. Uh, it's looking like August eighteenth. I will leave Seattle, and uh, if that doesn't work out, I'm hoping for the next week. But I have like my U-Haul and everything booked for the eighteenth, and then I would drive down to Idaho, and then to Colorado, and then from there to Texas. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, the best adventure, seeing the best America has to offer. Maybe do a little turn through Utah. If you have ever driven through the northern part of Indiana, you have seen, like, they talk about Iowa having corn. Northern Indiana is one long stretch of highway that they charge you a $10 toll for the privilege of driving through, and there is nothing but corn. Nothing. All of northern Indiana it's just a you know, sea of corn. You know, what's funny is there's a strip of that in northern Nevada, similar, but it's nothing but porn. Hmm. Ah, the great, over there in the, <laughs> in the porn belt. <laughs> yeah, you could just tell by my face, like, that I was ramping up. I'm like, I've got, I've got a kind of, a kind of joke that I find funny. Um, I'll tell you one, uh. That's going in my Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt spec script. Mm-hmm. If you promise to edit it out. Yep. Do it. I like that. <laughs> I like that a lot. You're a very right. funny person. I think I get the voice of that show really well, which is why I'm writing a spec script for it. I, um, yeah, I was reminded how funny I find you. Asterisk Austin. Um, when I was listening to your podcast today. Oh, yeah? I, yeah, I mean, like, I caught up on the last two episodes. I've been a little busy. Oh, um, the, the last one, not this one, but the one before that was pretty no, good. I really no, I, yeah, I've been, I listened to the last two. So okay. Cat Thumb and something about B.F. Skinner. Um, but, yeah, so I was I was enjoying that. And I, I do appreciate that because I know you both also, I or at least I like to assume I do, um, it's it's very I laugh out loud a lot about it, so it's it's it. Just playing with the railroad, it's really nice, and I I I needed that little day brightener. Also, that woman that you dealt with that you told the anecdote about. Check out twenty minutes of banter for what to understand what the fuck I'm talking about. Um, but that woman sounds like a nightmare. Like she just sounded awful. I am turning in my two weeks notice tomorrow, so... What, what? <sighs> Feels good. Feels real good. 
just today a bunch of bullshit has gone down where I'm like this is just more ev like no one's gonna fight me on this or try and make me stay they're gonna be like yeah no I, I see why you want to get out of here yeah <laughs> so I'm, I'm across the country and I see it so Dan would you now that I've um now that I <laughs> just trying to get a car um <laughs> No if it, you yell swiper no swiping, huh. maybe then it'll Swiper, no swiping. She got it. Did the show progress? It's it's gone further now. Dora like responded. Yeah. Yes, okay. exactly. So now that we've discussed my my venture down to down to the the beautiful and large state of Texas, where are where are you heading off to at almost the exact same time as me kind of stealing my moving thunder five days no eight days before um we are loading up our car and a little u-haul trailer and going down going back to montana um but not quite moving home we're gonna go live on flathead lake for a while and then i think we're gonna spend some time in billings and then we're gonna I think we might go back to Flathead and spend a full year in Montana to recoup finances, get away from the New York City bullshit, and I'm treating it as a writing sabbatical. So I'm going to finish and or redraft scripts I've been working on, and I'm cultivating a lot of relationships before I leave that I've already been connected with people to try and come out the other side or while I'm there and go, hey, this is something I finished. Would you take a look? Give me some feedback. I'm having a meeting, actually got changed to next week on my birthday, um, with uh, a guy from the Sci-Fi Channel who does programming there, um, and I'm hoping he'll be a good contact when that comes through. But yeah, we are done with this town. Uh, the, the, uh, our um, our boss, uh, not our boss, our uh, property management company has sent us several emails and called us several times asking what they can do to change our minds about staying. <laughs> But there is nothing. Like, make Brooklyn nicer. Um, cheaper. Make it cheaper. Like, yeah. at this point, I'm like, I have... We have personally paid in over almost $50,000 in rent in three years. Like, that could be a third of the way through a decent mortgage in Montana. So... Not in Missoula, but other places in Montana. No, other places, like Podunk, Montana. <laughs> Move to Haver. Move to Haver. Oh, God. Move to Belt. <laughs> Move to Hysham. Two dot. Google these places, folks. Google them. Yellowknife. <laughs> other places as well. Maybe even, no, not Helena. Not Helena anymore. No, never. Honestly, of the towns in Montana, cities... In Montana, I'd say like Helena is the last place I would want to live. It's just, yeah. it, it's too much of like, it, it's like a shell of a town. Like it has. I find Butte more depressing. It has the history, but I find Butte much more depressing because of the but glory the, days. But the food is better. Yeah, but. It was a fire truck. She found a fire truck. Um. Sorry, Butte. She, she's not certified to drive that. What's she doing? <laughs> Sorry, so Butte has what? Butte has the history of yeah. grandeur and success that makes it so much more depressing. Because it's not like Helena was ever great. 
No. Like the fact that Butte used to be amazing, I think makes it a more depressing. But place. Butte has pasties. Leave it to me. I am a food. Tu- I'm a culinary tourist. Um, that's what I do. My Instagram follows are almost in. Uh, it's it's at least a majority. I'd say sixty five percent is food. Thirty five percent are hilarious animals. It's pretty much my Instagram, and then like some friends scattered amongst there. Yeah, my Instagram is friends, Chris Pratt, and one comedian. <laughs> End of list. And I'm not even Catholic. Aw, <laughs> oh, she's ugly. Aw, <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's ugly. But yeah, I like what you're saying, though, about doing kind of a writing sabbatical, because that is kind of what I'm hoping the next year will be for me, because it is much cheaper to live in Texas than it is in Seattle. Um, even Dallas, like, my rent uh, plus utilities and everything is... Uh, it's cheaper than rent I've ever paid here. And obviously there's things I'm giving up. I'm going to be really sad to leave the be by the water and leave that. But it's it's a change and it's not, I mean, it might be a, a big one that I stay there. It might be a small one and I stay for two years. But I am trying to see this next year because I won't have to work as hard. I mean, I'm, I'm always going to want to work hard, but I'm not going to have to do as much to make ends meet and so I'm going to be able to focus a lot more because I feel like at least the last month I have done very little creatively and it's been really and it's been really hard uh it's made me not feel quite like myself and that's that really gets to me and yeah yeah, and I mean I know you feel the same way and it's just like that it's sort of like this creative drought and I'm really excited to have my own space that I can control and just really work on the things that I haven't gotten to work on for a long time. Yeah, it's hustle fatigue. It's when you when you work so hard or have so many demands placed upon you just to survive, just to live in a decent standard. And let's let's face it, neither of you are clo- neither you nor I are close to homelessness, but to try and succeed and have a decent life and have friends and have a significant other and have family and try to notch out time for art for creative expression and just to like be who you are on a soul level like that's a very it's a challenging thing for anyone but especially with the financial burden that some of these large metropolitan areas place on you seattle new york la chicago san fran places like that are really hard we live in one, we both live in, in the top five most expensive places to exist. In uh, the country, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, just in the world. Fuck London. off, Tokyo. Tokyo or London's London, pricey too. London's super pricey. I don't think I'd ever be able to survive in London unless I was like an affluent writer. Oh, um, right. Yeah. It's going to happen. It's gonna happen. Someday, gotta get that script done. But let's no, no, no. Let's let's do that. Hold on. Let's speak truth to power. Let's look at this. We are both doing big moves mm-hmm. in the hope of creative fulfillment and a better life, with the mm-hmm. long-term goal of being professional creatives. That's mm-hmm. what we want to do. We started our long-distance friendship five years ago. So where are we going to be in five years? What's the goal? 
Um, so Dan, where do you see yourself in five years? Um, I, uh, I'm hoping that I'll be in a position where I can be producing some of my own content, um, stuff that I've written. I really don't care how I get in, but I really want to be in TV. Uh, I'm working on a pilot project right now, and I'm trying to write some more scripts this fall. Not trying, I'm going to write some more scripts this fall. And I'm going to be hitting up this, this sci-fi contact, another producer I know, a guy that I know who used to work at Disney, um, and another guy I know who's a whose brother produced Interstellar. And just try and get my writing into the hands of as many people as possible to get into a program or to get picked up as a writer's assistant or something hopefully in LA maybe here um and just go for it and try to really be involved and create something that I care about because at the end of the day I don't think I have no illusions that I'm going to be some great voice of an age or somebody who's remembered hundreds of years from now. But while I'm here, I would really like to entertain people with something that I find meaningful and that gives me joy to make. And I think TV and film is probably the place for me because it's the medium I enjoy the most. And I think it's the one that I understand the most. And getting to a place where I'm doing that professionally is my my dream for myself i've met so many people and worked with so many people that are incredibly talented but we all face the same financial struggle that puts up a roadblock so my hope my biggest hope is to get enough success that i can hire the people that i care about and have worked with so much that are awesome um and eventually be able to start my own company and hire the people that I've worked with who are awesome and really help them out and create and take something, you know, Secret Weapon Productions is the first step in a much bigger plan. But this is this is the thing. I have this conversation with Clark and Austin of like, we've already started a little company here. Um, I want to keep that going and make more make more content, make more things happen and work with the people that I am artistically attracted to and I think that that's that's important if you want to do this long haul and do it professionally like you have to surround yourself with like-minded people who want to do this and maybe I'll bring something different to the table but all want to create and create something that matters to them and I mean I feel like I'm on a similar place but I don't know if I'm as much focused on like scripts I really would like in the next five years you and I to finish at least like the idea of a script for the story we have discussed uh over the Mm -hmm. last what two years now yeah so i would really like that obviously and i would like to finish some work that i have been working on for a while so obviously i'd like to finish some of the passion projects i've started over the last few years and i'd like to maybe make a living working it's it's sort of it's indicative i think we're both coming into this episode having dealt with a lot of bullshit yeah. today and um maybe. yeah sorry i'm gonna try and get through this and hopefully she calms down i hey you know what 
if she doesn't, it's actually kind of, I think it's kind of an interesting little peek into life of like how messy this Yeah, is. it gets really messy and sometimes you have to podcast at work and sometimes your dogs are freaking out and sometimes there's some sort of issue and you're having some sort of text argument or discussion while you're podcasting like this is life. Um, so yeah, five years, I would like to be feel a level of stability in my life because I haven't really had that for most a majority of my 20s. And now as I reach my, my last year of being able to be 20, I would like to, that's something that I do crave. Um, I would like to be able to make money being a writer. I would like to be working with people that inspire me and I'd like us to in some way finish a draft of the script we've talked about and I'd like to do other things like that. I would like to either work for or start a company where I can maybe do copy and do things with other creative people and help uh, arts programs and things like that. I, I mean, there's a lot of things I want to do in five years. And I mean, unfortunately, right now, the best way to do that is to start more ground level in an arts program that isn't as well, well developed as Seattle's is. And I think Dallas has a lot to offer for people who are artistically inclined because it's sort of becoming more along the lines of what Austin does. And so mm. Austin Logan, um, he does a lot. And so I, I would like to get in on the ground level of that. I think it could be really exciting and it could be really fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's I guess, where I, where I hope. I hope that I get to continue working with you and with Maya and... De and develop more creative relationships. I, there, there is a TV show I really want to write, and so I'm hoping to write that, and more about like the evolution of a relationship when things are not as easy. I mean, like obviously that's every single fucking TV show, but I think I have figured out a way to talk about it that's different. And it's based more on my own experiences. Um, and so, yeah, I would like to do that. And I think it's so cool how much, like, you're connecting with people as you prepare to leave. Because I think then you'll get to come, when, if, whether you move to L.A., whether you stay in Montana, whether you go back to New York, you're coming back and you've got this, like, arsenal of artistic projects. And that's what I want is like, and that's actually like right now as I prepare to move, one thing I'm doing is I'm doing a lot of podcasts with Maya. So we actually kind of have this arsenal of podcasts. I think we are going to have eight to 10, which was what we originally tried for. And we did not think it was going to happen, but wow. we currently have four or five that haven't been aired that we have the, the, you know, the basic parts too. And then... Uh, we're doing two this weekend, one the next weekend, two the weekend after that, and I think we're done until I move. Wow. Um, but yeah, so it's like it's exhausting, but it's going to be worth it that we'll have that to work on and to rely upon as we figure out what, how we're going to handle the transitions. And I'm very lucky to have a creative partner who's so gung ho on that and so uh, flexible with my life and has been so supportive of me. Um, but yeah, it's interesting though that you said that you're doing a meeting on your birthday because today is actually your lovely wife's birthday. It is happy birthday to my happy beautiful wife. I'm going birthday, to- Happy birthday, Courtney! 
Yes, that and work are the reason this is a notoriously short episode, yes. guys. We're going to wrap this up very and- quickly now. But, um, yeah, it's, it's Courtney's birthday. I'm going to go home and make her vegan nachos. Aw. And True uh, vegan we're going to watch HGTV. And, it's gonna be and that's everything. Uh, and, that's uh, and then by the, uh, by the time we record again and the next episode airs, you will have had a birthday. And that is very exciting. So it's just a... And this episode is posting on your it's birthday. It's true. It's true. I'm turning birthdays. I, well, everyone. I love that you and me and Courtney, our birthdays are all within like 10, 10 days of each other. No wonder we and all get along so well. Clark and Riley both had birthdays earlier this month, so Secret Weapon Productions has a lot of July birthdays. Yeah, we really should have uh, utilized that more. I'll, I'll post some stuff. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so speaking yeah. of Secret Weapons, creative projects, creative things, I want to hear a poem. Your subtle Speaking of wrapping shit up. <laughs> okay, this one is called Toil. It's about work. <clears throat> There's gold in them there hills. Go. Go to the veins of ore and dreams. Finding a path out of despair by the stars and a sexton. March off to battle for a place in the world. A world you have only seen flickering on a lantern. But the only shining pans are in the sink soaking. And the dynamite just rings your ears. There isn't any gold left after the rush. They've struck oil down there. Leave the family to send back funds. Fortune that can build a palace for your line of heirs. Nobody ever got rich by staying home. Nobody's getting rich out here either. They're getting slick and dirty and tired. We're getting older. And well, the well was dry, so you'll have to bleed in the bucket. This one's been capped. A mine's opening up back home. Work enough to turn down petty offers. Man's life on the earth can be toil. Out here, days are longer than make sense with clocks. Nights stretch past the loads of rubble. Men's hands wear out gloves like napkins. Blisters, a reminder of the journey that raised hell and broke hearts to put you under in an early grave, under a mountain where salt is a shame to be seen. First off, that last line I love. And also, it's such an interesting, knowing what you do for a living and where you live, it just, I don't know, it's sort of, it's this interesting focus on your Montana roots and a life that you're not living, but, you know, like, how you see hard work and toiling and that shenanigans. Um, yep, shenanigans. Um, so yeah, I I love that that piece, and I was I was glad for it to come back because I think it's so apropos of everything that's going on with us, and particularly with you, because I think your stresses, a lot of them are, most of them, are work related, <laughs> and yeah. I think mine are less that focused. Uh, I work hard, but I do really like my job here, and so. 
it is one of those things that it's an I I like thinking about what you do on the day to day while listening to that poem because I don't know I feel like it actually could be a very cool video and that's how I saw it when you sent it today was this idea of what you were doing because I was talking to you on the phone earlier today and how that relates to um this poem and like I love the idea of like maybe you doing a voiceover as you're working and like going to these events and like getting your falafel and stuff yeah I don't know. it just I, I I liked that juxtaposition yeah I think and I the more I've been out here I don't know I've written about the city a lot but the more I write about back home and about going west and I get I get that impulse on a way I didn't before because growing up there it's just like oh we live in the west the west is all right it's cool but living here where it's claustrophobic and busy and expensive and people are right on top of each other and it's it's hard it's really hard I really get the appeal of the west now in a way that I never did before like a hard day's work getting your fingers dirty as opposed to just being inundated with the bullshit here that while it's hard, while it's difficult, mm-hmm. it isn't the same kind of exhaustion. Ah! I love the feeling of having expended my energy and being physically tired. There's a, but the, it's a the kind of delicious exhaustion. exhaustion. The delicious like yes. physical exhaustion. I hate the mental exhaustion. I can't deal with it. Hold on one sec. My no. computer's about to die. I need to plug it in. Well, awesome. My uh, charger, for some reason, has decided to stop working as my battery is about to die. Well, I guess all we can say at this point is life is hard. We're going through transitions. Look forward to a great movie review of Spider-Man Homecoming in our next episode with a special secret guest. Secret weapon guest. Woo! Woo! And thanks for listening, guys. We know that we're kind of all over the place, but we're finding our voice. Yeah. And we're, we're learning. We're finding our voice. We're, we're finding a place to properly record. <laughs> Alright. Uh, bye. bye. Slow Claps and Rewrites is painstakingly produced by Adair Rice and Daniel Crary. It is edited with extreme prejudice by Adair Rice. Slow Claps and Rewrites is a part of the Secret Weapon Productions Library. Copyright M-M-X-V-I-I. 2017. All rights reserved. Until we've been dead for 70 years.